1: you evaluate your season?
2: Uh, I think we ain't done yet. You, you personally? I think we ain't done yet.
3: Alright, welcome to another episode of the Butting Heads Podcast, proud part of Ramstock Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Steve Rivero. here as always with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, the last time we recorded a a true uh, regularly scheduled Butting Heads Podcast, it was right after Von Miller signed, and so that was March 17th, and pretty soon after that, Robert Woods was traded, Alan Robinson signed, and other than that like nothing has happened uh because that feels like so long ago this is coming out march 31st but how you feeling man it's been a quiet couple of days
2: it's so interesting because we were just raving about how exciting you know free agency was uh you know a couple weeks ago and now it's just like at such a dead standstill and And it's not even just with the Rams. It's the entire NFL. You know, you'll hear a move here and there, but it's not, you know, it's not very many. And, uh, yeah, what happened? You know, and and it's not – the weird thing is it's not as though, like, there aren't any big names out there. There are actually still quite a few big names, Uh, you know, albeit not as much as before, but – still a good good number of big names out there still so it's just it's just weird to just have dead silence uh just a few whispers here and there but uh yeah and and then uh you know it's kind of this weird transition in in the world of sports too so i'm kind of bored man not not gonna lie (laughs) waiting for the dodgers to start because uh you know, as far as I'm concerned, the NBA is has been done with for a while. So, uh, <laughs> life of a Laker fan.
3: Yeah, like I feel like a couple weeks ago, I was like, "There's no fucking way the Lakers missed a playing game, dude." Like there, it'd be nearly impossible, and that turned out to be a lie because they are. I think yeah. they're currently not in the playing game. <laughs> no, I I would be. You know, honestly,
2: I. I don't even want them to to be in the playing games because <laughs> they don't fucking deserve it, man. And They, they and truly that, don't deserve it. They're going to get slaughtered. Yeah, it's... Even if they somehow manage to squeak their way in, they're going to get slaughtered.
3: You can't blame just Russell Westbrook forever. Like, he's not the no, reason they're this bad. It's not
2: just Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's bad, but he ain't that bad.
3: Yeah, it's wild. Uh, sorry, Laker fans, but as I've said before, I have literally no sympathy for Lakers fans for the rest of my life. You guys have won basically every decade, so too bad, man.
2: <laughs> you you guys, if you heard uh, our meeting between uh, myself, uh, Steven, and Derek we were talking about the Lakers and, and, uh, and how uh, Steve was just, (laughs) just kind of clowning on, on, on us Laker fans because of how spoiled we are. Uh, He's not wrong. He's, you know, Laker fans are spoiled. Just putting it mildly.
3: True, truly spoiled. My, my, my mom is a Yankees fan. It's really the only like pro sports team she follows. And, They're the same way. Like, we were talking about Duke, and she was like, I hope Coach Gay gets one on his way out. I was like, who cares? He's won a ton. And she's like, he hasn't won in a while. I was like, that's the most Yankee shit I've ever heard. Like, he hasn't won in a while. Like, he only has – oh, no, I actually think she said he only has eight. And I was like, oh, only eight. Oh, God. Marquette, Marquette won their last national championship like 50 years ago, and you guys only have eight. Too bad, man. Oh, my God oh man
2: you would have you guys would have absolutely just laughed at that meeting just hearing steve you know bashing us for being like her fans spoiled like <laughs> well, her fans my ridiculous
3: mind. yeah ridiculous um if you haven't checked out our last podcast we had chris long on the show last week um even if you weren't a fan in the St. Louis days, I feel like it was a really fun conversation. What a fucking great guy, dude! That was that was so much fun. He was, you know, we've interviewed players before, and I don't think it's ever been that fun. Like he was just like riffing with us. It was great.
2: Uh, he was a total bro, man. Like he, he. Uh, I mean, it's not every day where like you you get to talk to someone who's as accomplished as Chris Long is, and dude, just seems like you know someone. That you- walk up to like a casual fan and just start talking football and, and it's like like it, it just was so weird to see that from like a professional athlete like himself so uh yeah give it a listen it's it's awesome you know it, it's nice just talking about the the battle days and and you know the and now what has become the good old days so yeah, it's it's a really interesting podcast. I, I highly encourage you, even if you weren't like Steve said a a, a Ram fan during the St. Louis days, um, give it a listen. Still, really interesting stuff.
3: Yeah, that was so much fun. Love having him on. Have him on anytime he wants, and uh, his podcast is great too. So check out the Green Light Pod if you haven't. You mentioned before, and I think this is a good place to start. Seven minutes and actually talk about the the team. Um, Like free agency's gotten really quiet, but there is still a lot of really good players out there. And a lot of them link to the Rams. You look at uh, NFL.com's top free agents available, six Tyron Matthew, or this was the ranking at the start of the free agency. These guys are still on their list because they haven't signed yet. Number six, Tyron Matthew. Number eleven, Odell. Number twelve, Savon Gilmore. Fourteen, Dwayne Brown, seventeen, Bobby Wagner, eighteen, Jadavion Clowney, twenty one, Calais Campbell, twenty four, Melvin Ingram. Rob Gronkowski, Jarvis Landry, Jerry Hughes, Keem X, Trey Flowers. I mean, there's a lot of good players here. And as I mentioned, a few have been linked to the Rams. I guess Bobby Wagner is probably the most relevant to start. I think on our last pod, Johnny, you said you didn't think this was happening because of what Sneed's comments were that, like, he mentioned they might have interest. And since then, it's become clear that they do have interest but not at his current price. The reports are that Wagner is seeking $11 million for a one year deal, which I think is fair value for him. But I also, it does seem like a lot for the Rams to pay for a one year deal, especially as, you know, I think we both love to have Abby Wagner, but this is the first time in a while where we actually feel okay about the inside linebackers' room. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, replacing Traven Howard with Bobby Wagner wouldn't be a massive upgrade, but we at least have Ernest Jones in the middle is really seems like he's going to become a really, really good player. So it's, you know, a year ago, if you told me this, I'd say move mountains and get him in at that price bargain. We need it. But right now, I, I don't know. Like, how, how are you feeling? Do you think they should really aggressively chase Bobby Wagner, you know, at that price or is what they're doing right now? Just kind of waiting it out. Probably assuming the price is going to go down, the maybe the right call. Well, I I
2: think the goal, you know, uh, which is funny because if you were to hear me talk last week, uh, I would have told you that uh, the Rams probably aren't interested. But I think the goal is to actually sign Bobby Wagner, but it's it's you know something that they have to really consider because. It may be just like a one-year contract, but the Rams still have a lot to worry about. It's not just, you know, inside linebacker. If inside linebacker was the only issue the Rams had, um, I think this is a no-brainer. But uh, the Rams have plenty of other issues, uh, you know, particularly at cornerback is a big glaring need there. Um, There's quite a few other positions you can talk into your linemen. You can talk um, uh, offensive line, anyway. Uh, you could talk pass rusher. You know, there, there's there's definitely positions they need to address. And inside linebacker really is the biggest glaring need at the moment because Ernest Jones is a up-and-rising player. And there's a lot of faith there. And next to him, they have Trayvon Howard, which, you know, um, played – you know, fairly well last year. So uh, it's not as though the Rams don't have options should they not be able to sign Bobby Wagner. But the thing is, at that price, at a million, the Rams don't have much money as it is. And, you know, to be shifting money around, it's fine, but within reason. And if you continue to shift money around, in you know upcoming years it's going to be that much and more and more difficult you know to make things happen without like having to straight up trade away or cut players i mean we've seen it happen with robert woods recently you know it's pretty much the reason why he was traded because there was just simply no money there so they had to you know allocate some of that money so long story short if they try and get him at eleven million, there's really literally nothing else the Rams can do. And they still have to think about draft picks. They still have to think about, you know, other things as well. You know, they have mentioned multiple times that they'd like to bring back Odell. That doesn't happen with, you know trying to get Bobby Wagner at eleven million. So I, I'd I'd like to have him and I think the Rams would absolutely love to have him, but at the moment it just doesn't seem like the right way to go if it's going to cost that much.
3: Yeah, well, I want to say I disagree with why they got rid of Robert Woods, but we can talk about that later. Um, but I wanted to throw that out there. I don't think we're paying him $12 million this year. So, like, we didn't save that much money on that. But either they there. But, yeah, um, it's interesting because, like, they don't have a ton of cap space. Right now they have $9 million, but... They really haven't exhausted their restructuring tool chest because they could still restructure Donald, Ramsey, and Cup and, and save a good bit of money. Guys that, you know, clearly they can or they're going to be here. Like none of those guys are going anywhere. But at the same time, with Cup and Donald, those guys might be getting new contracts and getting paid more money. And so. To sink that much money to Bobby Wagner, it's tough because, like, like I don't know if you're on the same page. I know they have all those needs, but if the news came out tonight that the Rams signed Bobby Wagner for a one-year, $11 million deal, like, we wouldn't be mad about it, right? Like, there's no way we'd come in the pod the next day and be like, what a fucking mistake, right?
1: Like, like no <laughs> it's way. Hard to,
3: like,
2: it's hard to be— <laughs> It, it would be absolutely difficult to be upset at the Rams for bringing in a guy like Bobby Wagner, even if he cost as much as $11 million.
3: Yeah, and but also, like, I do agree with what you're saying. Like, Jones played great. We don't have that much cast space. I feel better about sticking Traven Howard as a starter than I do about whoever the third cornerback is going to be. So, and, like, you look at the guys available, like, a lot of people – have mentioned they should bring in tyron matthew which is kind of the same like i don't know that that'd be even weirder than bobby wagner to me like i think bobby wagner is more you needed on this team than tyron matthew is like i don't think taylor Rapp is that terrible even although it wasn't great but yeah because really like you look at the guys like they could go after stefan gilmore they could go after their they could go after melvin ingram they're probably only bringing in one of these guys, if that, and that is even you know we haven't even factored in Odell yet, who's that you know that's even even weirder situation. But yeah, I don't know. Like my gut tells me, Bobby can't get what he wants, and he ends up here for like eight million, you know, in a, in a week or two because the fact that there's this many good players out there and that haven't landed yet, and even guys like um you know, Melvin Gordon's still out there, like Anthony Barr, Julio Jones. There's a lot of good players and not a big market for these, you know, veteran guys who are looking at probably a one or two year deal at a, at a, not, not like an insane salary, but a a good amount of money. And so I think the numbers are going to come down for all these guys. And I, if that happens and if Wagner lowers his price i think he will end up here but it, it might take some time and, and i don't know and a better offer might present itself. present itself
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
2: Yeah, I, I, I absolutely think that um, I, I kind of foresee exactly what what you said is uh, um, he'll probably have to lower his, his asking price a little bit. I think it would be absolutely wishful thinking if the Rams are hoping to get him at like, say five or 6 million, but I, I think 8 million would be an adequate price for him um, and I don't know what the Ravens are essentially asking for, but I imagine it's not that high if, uh, if he, if the Ravens haven't been able to snatch him up just yet. So um, I mean, there's no race either. So it's not like, uh, you know, the, the seasons around the corner or anything. Uh, There's still quite a bit of off season left. So um, it could be that, you know, both sides are just kind of waiting until one budges. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting. And I hope, obviously, this goes in the Rams' favor at, like, the $8 million mark. That would be amazing.
3: Well, we can only hope, man. But uh, we'll see what happens. D- today, um, you know, there's been no movement on De- Odell. The Rams have said they've been interested in bringing him back. But the money situation is kind of weird. Do you think he do you think he's back next year? Like, I still think he is because he's not gonna be back until mid season. And I don't know, like I don't know. It just doesn't feel like another team is gonna invest a big long term deal on him, and if he's gonna take a one year deal, unless somebody's offering him crazy money, like he probably would take a discount to stay here and just rehab and come back into a situation he knows and is familiar with and would immediately get get runtime once he's healthy. But, it, but it's weird that he hasn't resigned yet. It, it's a little weird. It, it seemed like it was going to be a no-brainer, and it's a little wild that it hasn't happened yet.
2: It is a bit weird, but I can sort of understand, and I do think that the Rams end up bringing him in if there's one thing I've learned about Sean McVay and this offense is he absolutely loves the passing game. And I think he he's had that success with Odell that he wants, he absolutely wants him back next year and kind of chemistry that both um, Stafford and and Odell have, you know, that's, that's something that you don't want to miss. So I think, I think part of it is just not only getting the numbers down for a multi-year deal. Cause I do think that that's what the Rams ultimately want is to bring him back for a multi-year deal, but also trying to find a common ground for, you know, the 2022 season, because based on what some reports are saying is the Rams would be lucky to have him back in November, you know, it, could be uh could be later than that maybe sooner i highly doubt it would be sooner than that but you know what kind of contract do you really offer a guy that you're essentially going to only have for the last few games of the season and the playoffs you know so that's kind of um you know it, that, that's where it gets a bit complicated and i I imagine the Rams are trying to put like a similar contract to what you know they offered him last season, but it may not be what what Odell wants, especially since the Rams just paid
3: uh, you know Allen Robinson. Yeah, yeah, Allen Robinson three three years, forty five million. So they're probably lowballing him. I think as they should. You know, unfortunately, like I think they need to bring him back, like. I feel like it'd be kind of a bad look if they didn't, but you also can't drop, you know, $12 million at his foot when he's not going to play half the year. You want to give him an incentive-laden contract that's super incentive-heavy in multiple years, and maybe, like, if he hits his mark, he gets $15 million next year. Yeah, sure, but I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a really tough situation for, for everyone involved, and I don't really blame either side for not having anything done yet. But like you said, Sean McVay loves passing, so I think it's good that good indicator that he might be back. But we'll see, man. We since our last pod, so Johnny, the biggest news of the offseason happened. It was a you know a move that deep down we all knew needed to happen, and Brandon Powell resigned with the Rams. One-year deal. The uh, savior
2: returns.
3: The The best player on the team. He's back. The most important free agent move they had to make this offseason. Thank God he's back on a one-year deal. We can all sleep peacefully.
2: And for the love of God, please keep Cooper Cup out of the backfield. I mean, out of the – Jesus, I can't even, can't even think. Keep him off, off – Special teams in general. I don't want to see him lined up as a returner. I don't want to see him lined up, you know, as a as any form of special teamer
3: at all. It, it's fucking unbelievable, man. He cannot. He should not be back there on one single punt return. Because Brandon Powell can fair catch. Like, he can do that. It's not that much safer to have cup back there and if you stick him back there you take away all weapons that you had you know like because Cooper Cup's not a threat on special teams Brandon Powell is so just please please Sean don't do it <laughs> uh <laughs> whoo um well god there is really nothing to talk about this week um let's we we haven't done a pod since the the Robert Woods, Al Robinson trade. So let's talk about it a little bit. You guys don't care anymore. Tune out, but I hope you don't. So obviously everyone knows what's happened at this point. Ram signed Alan Robinson to a three-year, $45 million deal. It's basically noted that because Von Miller didn't happen, they pivoted to who they thought was the best available free agent. They think it's Al Robinson. They bring him in. Definitely feels like there's an odd man out type of situation with Robert Woods and Van Jefferson or Odell, who's not here, and it ends up being Robert Woods, who who they trade to the Titans for a six-round pick. A lot of people were upset with the compensation. It basically turns out that the Rams told Robert Woods he was going to get traded, let him help choose his destination, and they picked the Titans, which is great. And I, I'm glad they helped him out. He's a legend, man. He's was a great player for his time here. But the Rams are also eating $12 million in dead money. It was, was less money than reported. So you basically cap dump Robert Woods and you eat a lot of dead, dead cap in that. You bring in Alan Robinson, who is on a... I don't understand how the Rams do this with their salary cap, but Robinson is a... he's a four million dollar cap it this year which I I just I truly do not understand how this shit works (laughs) um but let's let's start with this I mean like in a vacuum Johnny you move off Robert Woods and you bring in Allen Robinson like we could talk about the dead cap we could talk about the you know the implications of a lot of this but in a vacuum, it, did the rain. Does the Rams offense get better from this switch?
2: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, no, no disrespect to Robert Woods because obviously he's, he's a guy that we highly respected uh, by the Rams organization for a while. Uh, probably for the rest of his career. Uh, and then beyond that, but the thing is he, before his injury he wasn't um thriving in this offense still pretty good still um he still uh, excelled in certain areas like was a phenomenal blocker still um but as you know we we saw his production go down a little bit in the in the few games he played in in 2021 And I think part of it is he didn't thrive in this kind of newer offense with Matthew Stafford, um, which is kind of understandable considering, I mean, this was far from a Jared Goff type of quarterback. So throwing in someone that's going to truly, you know, benefit Matthew Stafford in a guy like Alan Robinson that's exactly why the Rams kind of did this move. Now, there was there's uh, other factors, of course, but for the most part, switching from Robinson, or first to Robinson, I think did actually improve the offense uh, uh, quite a bit. And I think as long as Robinson stays healthy, this is going to be a very potent offense. And then if you bring back Odell, jeez uh, uh, is is cam Akers or Daryl Henderson ever gonna get the ball because I mean who who wants to run at that point that's a scary that's a scary aerial assault there man who who do you throw it to who do you cover yeah He's, all three of these guys whether it be Beckham whether it be cup whether it be um, Robinson all of these guys easily can be double covered who do you double cover there? Who do you try and and risk single coverage there? That's that's insane.
3: <laughs> yeah, if if they bring back Beckham when that trio is healthy, it's it's gonna be nuts. Uh, I I'm on the same page as you. It's like we the last pod when we did player grades, which was like a month ago now. Uh, that we need to finish. We we didn't give Robert Woods that good of a grade because like you could tell that the shift in the offensive philosophy kind of left him behind a little bit. And even before this year, we, we had talked about how Cooper Cup and Robert Woods kind of did the same thing. And Van Jefferson, when we drafted him, felt like he also did the same thing. So, like, why are we bringing in another one of these guys? And ultimately, Van ended up being you know, a different type of player, a a vertical deep threat until he fell off the face of the planet and forgot to play football in down the stretch, which was unfortunate. But Woods like, and then this year cup takes the leap and becomes basically the best receiver in the NFL. And Woods is kind of still there doing the same thing, but at a worse level. And when your offense isn't a dink and dunk type offense, every play you don't need Robert Woods at there as much as you did with, with Jared. And he goes into a situation in Tennessee where they could really fucking use Robert Woods. Like they absolutely can use that man. He's a great fit for them. Uh, he's going to thrive there. He's going to shine. And he might, he might put up better numbers than Al Robinson this year. It, it would not surprise me at all because he's in a situation perfect to him. He, he's going to put up numbers, but I Let me know if this is a hot take. I think when Odell got, got it together late in the season in the playoffs, I think he was more useful in this Matthew Stafford offense near the end of the season than Robert Woods was when he was healthy. Is that a crazy thing to say?
2: Uh, no, it's not a crazy thing to say at all. But, I mean, let, let me uh, spin it this way. If you get an Odell that's thriving, which the last time we saw that was basically in New York, would you have rather had a thriving Odell or would you rather have a thriving Robert Woods on it with Jared Goff? I, I think we both know the answer to that. And and mind you, I, that's not a knock on Robert Woods at all.
3: Yeah, yeah, I that's agree. just
2: it, it. it's really not a, a knock on him. It it just shows you how talented that Odell is, and it just it just came as surprising of how effective he could be because we hadn't seen it since his New York days in Cleveland. He was he was like suffocating there, man, um, yeah. and <laughs> no questions asked there. So yeah, no 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 question. I I think that. Robert Woods is a hell of a player and, and I agree with you, man. Uh, I think he's going to do some really good things there in, uh, in Tennessee. And uh, hopefully, and I think he, he he actually gets the type of quarterback that will appreciate um, his, his style of play. So I, I, I am rooting for Robert Woods. I
3: I want him to have a pro bowl type season, you know,
2: Um, no hate towards him at all.
3: If, If Jared Goff walked into Detroit last year and threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, I think we'd all be pretty sour about it. You know, now that we've won the Super Bowl, if he does that this year, that's fine. But, like, that happened last year. Like, I'm rooting for the guy, but I would have been a little sour about it. If Robert Woods goes over to Tennessee and puts up 2,000 yards and 15 touchdowns, I won't be upset about it. Like, good for him. I fucking love that dude. He, He did nothing but ball while he was here. But, um, the point I was trying to make with Odell is like, I think part of the reason why he felt like, like, yeah, he's Odell, like he's a fucking monster, but a big part of the reason why he felt so effective in our offense too, is because he brought something that wasn't there before he got, we got here, which was like a guy who could go up and get the football, make big plays in the red zone, uh, make big like just, just big plays. Like he's a big play guy. and. Robert Woods isn't that kind of guy. He he's a he's a sh- like a possession receiver, short route, short yardage guy. Great pass blocker or run blocker. I mean, obviously, we have talked about that at length. But you know, even if Odell doesn't end up coming back, you bring in Allen Robinson, who is one of the best contested catch receivers in the league. A guy that you really could just throw up if he's in single coverage and tell him to go get the ball, and he sure as hell might come down with it uh, he's a big play guy. He's a big body. And we saw with Odell, like you kind of need this type of player. And I, I don't even think him and Odell are the same exact profile player player. I actually think Robinson is more of like a go up and get it type guy than Odell. And so you have the opportunity to add that kind of player. And even if it's at the expense of Robert Woods, which sucks that we kind of keep all three of them. Cause that would be And that would be awesome, but you you bring in Robinson, man. I think he just adds something to this offense. And it's something similar to what Beckham added, but not exactly the same. And ultimately, you know, before last year, this was one of the guy was probably one of the best receivers in the league. And you look at last year, he had a terrible year, but it kind of felt like Odell and Cleveland similarly, where it was like Al Robinson didn't want to be there. They franchised him. They bring in Andy fucking Dalton to throw him the ball. And it, he might have he kinda just checked out for the year. And I I don't necessarily blame him, but uh you look at what you look at Alan Robinson's body of work with Mitch Trubisky and Blake Bortles throwing him the football, like <laughs> it's pretty fucking impressive. And so he comes in here, you know, I definitely think I think he's a better player than Robert Woods in general. You know, not not by, like, a huge margin. But I think for the new Rams offense that they're building around Matthew Stafford, he is a far better fit than Robert Woods. And he's not coming off an injury. He's coming off a bad season. But, like, I think, you know, if you have eyes, I think it's pretty obvious why that happened. Uh, I mean, I'm really excited about it. And I'm bummed to lose Woods. I'm going to miss the shit out of him. But... This definitely improves the Rams' offense. And if you – if you know, a lot of people have been saying, like, if Von Miller didn't leave, Robert Woods doesn't leave, maybe that's true. But this is this – like, Von, Von Miller left. So we really have that fucking choice. So I, I am absolutely fine with this pivot and going and getting Allen Robinson.
2: Yeah, I, I have absolutely no problems with it. I uh, would have loved to have Von Miller back, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's no way we're going to pay him that much or for that long. Uh, but um, yeah, I I really would have liked to have Robert Woods still, but am I losing sleep over the fact that Robert Woods is gone? Not necessarily. Um, I do hope that Allen Robinson does Exactly what we all think he can. And uh, I think Sean McVeigh has this sort of talent to, you know, find these players and, you know, make the best out of them. So I'm not, I'm not all at all concerned about it. If I had to be concerned about anything, it would be health. But I feel like that's with any player, you know? You. It, that's always going to be a concern about any player on any team. So um, just go after the guys that you feel are going to go well with your team. And I think Allen Robinson is that guy.
3: Yeah, he is a great fit. And, I mean, it's a business, man. You gave Robert Woods a ring. You gave him a lot of money. And you let him pick his destination. You know, there's, there's not a better way to handle that situation than what the Rams did. Like, like there's really not
2: yeah very classy move uh about that I was really happy to hear that
3: yeah and, and speaking of money uh Rams are linked to extending seems like they're going to extend Sean McVay and Les Snead and also um it's been reported that they're also going to extend or or try and give Cooper Cup a raise and I think they're working on that with Aaron Donald too so lot of money coming in probably for the boys that helped us win a super bowl last year and well deserved
1: whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring podcasts on the blue wire network
2: it doesn't surprise me at all that Aaron Donald's getting this big-time contract. I mean, <laughs> no surprises whatsoever. As far as Cooper Gup goes, I mean, he he's seeing, like, all these other wide receivers get paid this ridiculous amount of money. So, yeah, it, it it's time for him to get his bag.
3: For sure. Um, <laughs> Shit, man, what else do you want to talk about? What a boring week.
2: <laughs> we we could also mention about how the Dodgers season's starting.
3: When does baseball start?
2: Got uh, that well, for out, the, right? Yeah, for, for the Dodgers it's gonna be next week, um, I believe Friday. If, if. You want.
3: if you want to hear more about that, go listen to a Dodgers podcast.
2: Steve is a, is a diehard baseball fan. You know, it, he bleeds Dodger blue. Don't let him fool you His very unenthusiastic tone in his voice. Um, is it's definitely just him being tired and nothing to do with him. Not liking baseball. He loves it. He bleeds Dodger blue.
3: My met my Mets are on the come up, baby. I heard they're on the come up. That's what I've been told.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they, they're not too shabby, but, uh, the Dodgers are gonna get a, another World Series. We'll see. Uh, hey, John Wolford resigned. Oh yeah, 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 there was John Wolford. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna lie though, I am a bit surprised. I thought he was gonna walk just because. Are we really gonna go another season with three quarterbacks?
3: I I don't know. I don't. I don't really think Bryce Perkins is gonna prevent them from keeping John Wolford.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I'm sure he didn't cost much either.
3: Yeah. And it, there's not a job. Like, it's not a starting job, even remotely sitting out there for him. If a team was going to take a gamble on a backup quarterback with limited experience, he's not going to be the guy that they do it on. You know, you probably go after no. somebody like Tyler Huntley before him if you're really reaching. But, I mean, I don't even know where we don't know where Baker's going, man. Like. The quarterback market, like, trimmed up pretty quick. Uh, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I mean, since then, Matt Ryan goes to the Colts. What do you think about the Colts trading for Matt Ryan? Uh,
2: you know, I would take it over Jimmy Garoppolo.
3: <laughs> so, I guess we could talk about that. Sh- Shannon came out this week and basically said the trade market for Jimmy Garoppolo has – gotten worse and there is a chance he's on the roster for week one this season. And I don't think they're the only team dealing with that because the 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 Browns traded for Deshaun Watson and they still have Baker Mayfield on the roster. And really the only teams left in the market for a quarterback are the why did my brain stop working? Who are the two teams? The Panthers and the Seahawks. Everyone else has their guys. The Saints signed Jameis Winston. Um, the Falcons signed Mariota, so those guys are back in the same division. Two quarterbacks off the board in the draft, and everyone else is everyone else is kind of as addressed. You know, Washington got Carson Wentz. Denver got Russell Wilson, obviously. So it's. Seattle and Carolina and I like if you're going to go get a trade for a quarterback you're trading for Baker over Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like especially if you're those two teams. Cuz adding Jimmy Garoppolo to the Seahawks does nothing for you. And I don't even know if the 49ers would trade into the Seahawks and the Panthers, I mean, I don't know what they're going to fucking do. They're probably going to draft somebody, I would guess, but I I don't Think there is a destination for Jimmy? Like I don't know. He it's probably a guy who they just keep wait for somebody to get hurt and then end up getting a second round pick for him because if you're a contending team and your quarterback goes down, you don't feel that bad overpaying for Garoppolo, right? Um, you know I would, (laughs) but I don't know if other teams would. You know, uh, when
2: you're talking Mayfield and Garoppolo, you're really talking bottom of the barrel here. And I I mean, I don't, I would almost say it, I kind of want to go with John Wolford at this point because, <laughs> I mean, think about it for a second. I mean, Jimmy G is the sole reason why the 49ers don't advance to the Super Bowl, you know? I, I don't think there's any argument there, and and then you look at Baker Mayfield and he's held back so many talented wide receivers. Do you really want to bring him in to your to your receiving core? I mean, yeah, it's it's really that. That's why I said you know with the Colts. I I think they made the right decision here. Uh, You know, Matt Ryan may be, you know, way past his prime, but I feel a lot more confident in Matt Ryan than either of those guys. So, yeah, I don't blame the Panthers for not wanting to, uh, you know, trade for either one of those guys and just take a risk on a younger guy. I mean, let's face it, they're probably going to get the the best pick of of the quarterbacks, even though there's really not an impressive uh, quarterback class, but I think I would rather take a, a risk on a, on a rookie quarterback that they essentially took a risk last year on, on Sam Darnold. Do they really want to go down this road again with Mayfield or Jimmy G?
3: Yeah. And no.
2: <laughs> really Jimmy G could have moved. They could have moved Jimmy G. But they insisted on getting a first-round pick for the guy. And I don't blame any of these other teams that didn't want to trade for for a first-round pick. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, and, that's on the Niners.
3: Yeah, like maybe in a vacuum I take Jimmy G over like Mitch Trubisky or Marcus Mariota. But for free, I'd rather have those guys than trade a first-round pick for Garoppolo. Without a question. Like, yeah, like, really no second thought about it. And, like, I wonder, like, if those guys don't get moved because, you know, we saw this with Sam Bradford a couple of years ago. The Eagles brought in his replacement, kept him on the roster, Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt, and they get a fucking first for him. So I I feel like that's probably where San Francisco is at right now. They're, they probably are, like, thinking about a situation like that kind of happening because – if the quarterback gets hurt in the preseason. You get desperate, and like if knock on wood heavily, if Matthew Stafford gets hurt in the preseason, I, I like I don't think they would trade for Baker because if Odell's on the team, like no way. But, oh man, no. But if he wasn't <laughs> on the team, like I think they would probably give up like a second rounder for someone like Baker, uh, just because I don't know. It feels more realistic that guy could lead us to the playoffs than Wolford. Maybe not.
2: Is, is Blake Bortles available?
3: <laughs> you look at the you look at the free agent quarterback list. It's Rob. It's Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Blaine Gabbert, Mike Lennon, Geno Smith, Josh Rosen. Your boy. Oh man. I, I mean, maybe they bring in Fitzpatrick, but I think I'm good there. I I, I still like if for another team if your quarterback gets hurt like that i wouldn't hate bringing cam newton but he he's a horrible fit for our offense very uh, much though so. yeah make apps <laughs> make absolutely no sense at
2: that point you're better off starting perkins
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah i suppose um what do you i just I wanted to get your take on this like do you think deshaun watson gets suspended because like the more i think about it how do you suspend him like if, if you know taking my personal thoughts out of the situation about like if i think he's guilty or not like removing that from the equation if you suspend this dude for like 8 games what are you suspending him for because if you're suspending him for what he is accused of doing it should not be 8 games like it should be at least a year probably should be like 2 years and realistically I would kick him out of the league if you're suspending him for what he is accused of doing. And in that case, like, if you don't think that he's guilty of the shit that he's accused of, then he shouldn't be suspended if that's the case you have. And so it's like it's weird that like the eight games thing is rumored because what this guy is accused of doing is horrifying and it's not an eight game suspension. So like if you suspend him for half the year, I don't know what message you're sending. Like it's, I I don't know. It it's it's it be a a lose situation for everyone involved. Nobody looks good in it. If they don't suspend him, if they if the investigation includes that they believe him, like whether or not I believe him, like sure, then you don't suspend him. But like at that just seem would seem insane if you suspend him for like. Six or eight games because what are you Suspending him for you know what I'm saying like that would be Wild to me
2: Well that's kind of the thing About sports Leagues is they uh, You know professional sports leagues They have the most Random You know rulings on on things Like this Uh, I mean You even look at guys like Calvin Ridley did he really Need to be suspended for an entire Year for for essentially gambling.
3: In that too, like if you suspended Sean Watson for eight games and Calvin Ridley is out for the whole year, like what kind of fucking precedent are you sending?
2: You're you're really not. And that's kind of the weird thing in this whole I I imagine that if he's suspended at all, that he should be suspended for for an entire year based on you know what they think he may or may not have done. I don't know if you can really do that though, considering the charges were dropped and at least on a few of the cases, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just such a weird situation. And I I have to credit the, uh, the front office of the Cleveland Browns, man, they have, they have some big balls. I'm going to, I'm going to say it like that because to not only give up or, or to, you know, give up as much as they did and then to sign them on a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. Um, I bet they're praying every single night that nothing is discovered on Deshaun Watson. Uh, but yeah, if if he's ended up being suspended for eight games, the league's gonna have some majorly bad press because that's just ridiculous. And at that point, if I'm Calvin Ridley, I, I am I'm definitely pleading my case on this one because it's like, really, I, I'm I'm suspended for an entire season, but Deshaun Watson only gets eight games.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I get why they suspended Ridley for a year, but it's also fucking insane. Like it is, that's silly as hell, man.
2: I, I agree for suspending him, but for an entire season, I thought it was a bit much.
3: Yeah, and he's he's out because he's not right, you know. And so, like, I don't know. That seems fucking bizarre to me. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything else to talk about unless you want to end anything else.
2: No, I think we can uh, we can end this podcast. Hopefully, we'll have more news for everyone. Uh, in the next week.
3: Yeah. We'll get talking about the draft soon. Talking about pick 103. <laughs> <Hey>. Uh Man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know where to find us on Twitter. At Barrow At johnny Six At talk Rams. Uh, and if you didn't listen to last week's podcast with Chris Long, definitely get a bit of a listen. And thank you for tuning into this one. We'll talk to you guys soon.
1: How, how would you evaluate your season? Uh,
2: I think we ain't doing it. You personally, I think we ain't done yet.